0: that are out there. So I want to say hello to everyone who's listening right now. If you're listening all over the world, I want to thank everyone for doing that. Uh, Reek Beat Radio, and let's not forget, we're also on Twitch, at A Pinch of Basil. Um, you can, you know, you guys can just follow it right there. If you go to Facebook at Basil Fans, go to Basil Fans. That's right. B-A-S-I-L-E-F-A-N-S. Remember, my name is always spelled with an E at the end because my mother was a crappy speller. So make sure that, you know, my mother goes, how do you spell it? Let me see, I Just put that put the E. What the you hell?
1: You? You're going get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, know, your wife's going to get you for making. My trouble. wife
0: is going to oh. kick my ass. My mom is going to kick my ass. Everyone's going to kick my ass, for God's sakes. Um, and uh, listen, I am your wonderful sexy as hell guest uh, right now with the most, uh, along with my fantastic co-host who makes this show roll, Janice Hermson, who, by the way, is missing for some odd reason. We don't see her anywhere, do we?
1: No, no, we don't have her in yet. We She's
0: don't have her too. on here, for God's sakes. You know, She's I just trying. don't know what the hell happened to her. Uh, and of course, our new edition of the Pinch of Basil Show, our director, engineer, and hell, we even let him talk once in a while. Jr. Quitman, was going on, Jr.?
1: I'm good, baby. How you doing? Good, Hello, to be baby. Here I'm
0: feeling thanks, good. Hey, thanks
1: for having me back again this week. I thought so, I might. Yeah, have, like, well, you know.
0: Let um, me see. Uh, Janice says she is here. Uh, her Absolutely. audio and video do not are not connecting. Is there a reason for that? Is that the old? Is that the old um, thing? You may want to send a new link.
1: No, she's here. I just don't know. Um, let me see. Uh, I'll work on it. Keep talking. Maybe. you stop
0: working on it. Okay, don't you worry about it. it. Hey, listen, folks, we are indeed broadcasting our show and streaming this whole entire thing live. Don't forget, we're on YouTube at Basil the Comedian and at Twitch at A Pinch of Basil, on Facebook at Basil Fans, all right? And then follow me on all these things if you can. You know, just go ahead, man. Be part of the show that's what we want you to do. We really, really do. Um, and of course, uh, you can go through Anchor. If you go through Anchor, to it, there's like eight different outlets that you can actually go ahead and get on, um, which is amazing. Um, it's at, you know just Spotify and Apple Podcasts, just to name a couple. Um, so if you guys, you know, let's let's not forget again one more time Greek Beat Radio because they actually stream this whole thing live around the world. Um, and it, it's really, really cool to be able to do that. I mean, we're throughout Australia, throughout Europe. Uh, and I mean, I'm talking not it's not the UK and just not you know Greece or Cyprus. We're everywhere that you catch Greek beat radio. So I want to thank Paul Funksy, Funksy, my brother, um, who is really, really cool, and I, I you know I'm really excited about him as well. Um, just a good friend, an overall good friend. We have a new toll free number. You can go to eight four four. Five two three two six three three. 523 2633 that's 844 4, 2633 2, 3, 3. like I said, you want to comment, you can do so, that's right, you can comment right now, as a matter of fact, I can see your comments, and once we get Janice on the air, she can read them comments, and I see we got Faye, Yemales. Faye what's going on baby, it's good to hear you, and see you off to the side with the comments, here and is. you know we we what was that she's
1: with a nice little emoji
0: yo man i tell you hey, what uh, Faye, Yemilus, man, you. She is, she's a cousin i can't really talk crap about her because she's a sexy lady she really is a sexy awesome. beautiful lady say she she
1: said really is. name was a Yemelas.
0: yeah yeah you know what you i i just don't know what
1: this is all right you well we'll
0: talk about how you try to pronounce yarrow your premium because you, there's you know, evidently someone skipped nope. school that day. Uh they were teaching reading. Um so
1: <laughs> I don't know how the hell I pronounced it, but it wasn't.
0: Really <laughs> You, you, yes, that's good. Uh, listen, you want to find out where we're at? Like I said, we really do want to hear from you, my special listeners. So, go to the social outlets I just mentioned. You can even email us at info at a pinch of basil. A pinch of basil info at a pinch of basil.com. Follow me, join us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at basil fans, Let's just follow. You know, give a follow. We're going to start doing some nice deals and specials. And guess what else we're going to be introducing? You know what we're going to do, JR? We're going to bring in okay. T-shirts. T-shirts. A pinch of nice. Basil T-shirts. They're coming nice. very, very soon. So we're
1: very we'll, have excited. Some, we'll have some intent size for me also.
0: Yeah. There's large, extra large, or oh, God, it's coming towards me, which... <laughs> <laughs> you and I. Remember when we were kids? Oh, what what size is yours? And as soon as they look at us, oh, you're the Husky Department. Yes, we got to go to the Husky Department. Why'd you just call it the Fat Ass Department? Okay, exactly. why'd you just do that? You know, right now, hell, I feel like a Fat Ass now. I'm a 38 waist. I just don't feel like a Fat Ass back then. Was, huh? Yeah, I'm a, th- I'm a 38. I've been in
1: a 38 since probably about ninth grade.
0: You were sperm. When you were in 38 bands, you were don't lie to me. That was, just the, that was just the idea in my daddy's head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, you want to find out where I'm at, where I'm playing at this weekend? Believe it or not, I'm going to be in Wilmington, North Carolina, at the wonderful Dead Crow Comedy Club, the 17th and 18th. And then on the 19th, I'm going to be doing a special Greek show that I'm going to be doing. So I'm, I'm very, very excited. Make sure you go to my website, find out some of the dates. Um, that's right. The 17th, 18th, and 19th with the 19th being a Greek show. I'm going to be at the Dead Crow Comedy Club. I'll be at Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, October 1st and 2nd. Governor's Comedy Club in Belmore, New York, October 9th and 10th with a Greek show on that 10th. Uh, October 14th at the Ohio State Uh, in Columbus, Ohio, for a private showing um, there, and uh, I'm very excited about that. October 16th at Youngstown, Ohio, at the Funny Farm. Uh, We're about to sold out on that show that I heard, so uh, make sure if you guys go, you want to get tickets, there's links throughout my website. Make sure you go ahead to basillive.com. That's B-A-S-I-L-E-L-I-V-E.com. Check us out. Let me tell you, you know, you really, you it's really a good website. It really is. I love it. Um, hey, you want to do a fundraiser, a corporate event, a private holiday show for your for your company, theaters, comedy, clubs, casinos, email me info at basillive.com. Again, info at basillive.com. If you guys want to hire me for corporate events and stuff like that. Nonprofits could be a church, it could be because I do my stand up in Greek, as you all know. Growing up Greek in America, at part of the Venduza Palooza. Um, okay, so I got Janice, she says, Can you see me? And I said, I still can't see you. Uh, do you have her? Did you uh, give, her a du- give her a different link, man, to come on in if you can?
1: I'm own and yeah, okay. Her.
0: I just wanted you just tell her how to get there. We'll be fine. Uh, let me see. Uh, don't go. Is. We got a, a husky section. Hit me right in the childhood. There she <laughs> is. There she is. <laughs> Evidently, she's doing this via Braille. It's Janice Hermson, my co-host.
2: Hey,
1: Janice. Hey, Miss Janice. How you doing?
2: I am well. Can you guys hear me okay, too? I got to check it it's all beautiful.
1: out. You sound yeah, good.
2: we can hear
0: you. You may want to bring the microphone a little bit closer to your mouth. And I think
2: ah, I'm going to eat it. do eat it. I'll, eat no, it. So no, I'll I'm get you some salt. <laughs> <laughs> a pinch of basil. How a about pinch that? of basil. We'll sprinkle some go. of that
0: bad boy on there. <laughs> hey, in just a little bit, we're going to have our guest, all-pro NFL place kicker uh, who is now retired. Mike Hollis will be with us in probably about seven minutes. Uh, really looking forward to having some fun. He's got a great, fantastic camp called Pro Form Kicking, uh, where he teaches um, uh, kids, high school kids, I'm probably sure he'd probably get some college kids in there, too. Uh, junior high, high school, anyone who's got a real hankering for kicking, the kicking game. And you know what? Uh, he's just I, I'm excited about talk, talking with him because I actually have talked to him before. He's just a lot of fun and texting. Uh, very, 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 very cool cat. You guys are going to love him. Uh, so we'll be talking about ProForm Kicking Academy. Uh, and how to go ahead and enroll your kids on there. And I'm going to see if they have, if they can take kids from all over the country. And I'm sure they probably can. Um, but we're, I'm excited about having them. I really am. So, uh, yeah, and for all the love people, it. Love it. Love say it. that again, Jr. Yeah,
1: I love it. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be
0: a lot of fun for sure. Um, uh, a couple things, Janice, what's been going on?
2: Oh, my goodness. Just very busy. It's been a crazy time for us.
1: Yeah, to say
0: the least. And me yesterday yeah. was a very busy time.
2: Uh, oh, you yesterday? Well, yeah, you know. it
1: was a that big day, was, uh, day for <laughs> me. <so>. Yeah, I <laughs>
0: I went through a diet program that basically <laughs> uh, you eat nothing for roughly about a day and a half, two days, and you drink the worst Gatorade because they want you to use Gatorade to mix it in with this powder stuff. And then I had that, and I was not very pleased. I crapped everything uh, that was in my system since the early seventies when I was a child, and uh, it was things that came out of me that it just that that shouldn't that's a Tonka truck. I think that's a Tonka truck. I really do. Uh, so it was a little bit unique. Uh, I was this the most thing, and so then, so then what they did in this colonoscopy, and I and I tell people everywhere, listen. Just get yourself a damn colonoscopy. If you got questions, don't sit there. Oh, I should have gone there before, and then all of a sudden it's too late. No, do it now. Listen, they put me under. It was great. Then it was this huge hose. They took like a, they went to Lowe's or Home Depot, got this green hose, right? Which I didn't really, you know, the hose is a thing. Okay, you need a hose. But was the sprinkler attachment really necessary? I don't think so. I really don't, <laughs> because the only thing I kept hearing about when I was knocked out was. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so my insides are pretty well watered right now, to be quite honest with you. And I'm growing some wonderful corn and cabbage because that's just the <laughs> way I roll. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> It's a crappy, it's a crappy joke, but I, yeah, I went there. Yeah, right. crappy joke. <laughs> <laughs> so we got some people. Bobby Fratopoulos is watching. Faye Yemoulos is watching. Avram Antonakos is watching. We got, uh, oh my God. Listen, folks, comment. You got something to say? Comment to us. Let us know what's going Please. through. Please. Um. Uh, again, <laughs> Very excited about our, our guests. We'll be coming on in about four minutes. And you know, it's been and then Janice, you had a crazy day today, too, that you got a chance to meet with some people that you thought were nice, but you thought they were also full of of the stuff that <laughs> I one time had inside my system.
2: Yeah, it was an interesting day today.
0: to say the least. Yeah. A
2: good old uh, SOS, right?
0: Yeah, same old. <laughs> stuff that was in basil okay yep. different
2: day different day mm-hmm. it was a very different day that's for sure took a little trip down to carson city and it was kind uh-huh. of interesting
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and just <laughs> be, give us like a little clue you tell, could a little tell. what's, what, what's well, up
2: um, we talked a lot about forensic something or others mm-hmm. and uh you know it was interesting
1: Uh, Interesting. Yeah, (laughs) to another, and you know, well, Well, we
2: talked about having forensic somethings in fifty states, so you know, we'll see.
0: Yeah, there'll be some forensic stuff going on here in North Carolina.
2: You never know. I
0: heard in Pennsylvania and Georgia.
2: Yeah, some forensic stuff
0: is going to be going.
2: Well, they're trying to do. They're trying to do that in Lander County, and Mm -hmm. um, there were some objections from the DOJ as well as from the SOS, and so. We talked about that and we are looking for solutions. And so that was the gist of the conversation Mm -hmm. was let's find some solutions for that. So that was our suggestion. I went with a friend of mine and Mm -hmm. that was our suggestion was, you know, just solutions. That's what we're looking for.
0: Well, you know, the thing is, my thing has always been if you need, and I'm just going to make a flat statement. If you need uh an ID to board a plane, if you need an ID to gather mail that you need from the post office to prove it to you, if you need idea to buy alcohol, or you get carded when you walk into a bar or whatever the case, you need an ID to vote. And if you can't afford an ID, one should be given to you and granted to you by the state well,
2: at there no you go. cost.
0: I don't have a problem with that and my tax dollars will help jr's tax dollars will help janice's tax dollars will help and you know that's just my opinion that's just the way i want to keep things straight i want to keep things on the level if we lose we lose if our team loses
2: absolutely
0: you know team elephant loses if team donkey wins team donkey wins i just want to make sure it's even across the board and fair that's all i want you know um, there was a lot of hearsay and a lot of stuff that was bothering the hell out of me. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. And all these forensic um, things are going to be going on in various states. And um, that's all, you know, uh, the, what I love about Jr. we he and I and you, we may have all have different political opinions, but we can actually espouse our opinions without
1: wanting to kill each
0: other. You know,
1: so that's that. <laughs> well, so you never know. That's, well, junior wants to kill me. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, I don't really like you too much in the beginning, anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, well, I of how you know, I feel you. about your politics and my politic beliefs is either way. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know, the thing is, though, <laughs> you're such a cool friend that I could talk and you could say something to me, and I'll tell you if I think you got a point, you know, right? and, and I and I and I'll tell you if I think you got a point, and back and forth. I go, mm-hmm. yeah, he's right, you know, or you know, I expect you to say the same thing to me, babe, you're right about that, you know, that's all. And it, it's, agree to
1: disagree. either way, yeah, it's, it's nothing wrong with conversation. That's the problem. Nothing it's at real. all.
0: Nothing at all. Too much not
1: conversation real. going on between people and just people believing and going about with what they hear and hearsay and social media and stuff instead of direct conversation. Yes. Well, you know, it's good.
2: interesting because we did have that conversation and we did talk about the fact that there was there have been especially like we have another county where there was some false reporting going on from the other side not the mm-hmm. media but from the other side and I, I agree that's horrible that should not happen and Agreed. we should not you know have that going on but everybody has to be honest and neither side is being honest is kind of my take on it at this point. Agreed. You know, that that both sides are, are throwing out disinformation, whatever you want to call it. And it's just not good. It's just not good. So um, we're looking for the whole idea of the conversation was that we are looking for solutions. We do want to find solutions to kind of build back trust because trust has been oh, thrown out the window, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think on both sides of that, too. So So that was so, kind yeah, of the was, premise yeah. of it.
1: Yeah, there's no trust as far as, and and I'm not even huge on politics. I don't really even follow politics a lot, you know what I mean, or anything like that. But I just Mm -hmm. believe what I believe and I go with that. Go um, with that, sure. Yeah, but you know, it's just not enough. Again, I'm sitting here trying to Google and stuff, and I just lost my point directly. I'm old, man. You (laughs) even had no point, let's be honest
0: with you. Okay. Because before I started. I'm going to really? bring up Garrow Upremium. I'm, I'm, I'm like this close to bringing up Garrow Premium. okay? That's all I'm going to say.
1: In my mind, bro, I was rolling. Like, it was yeah. such a point. I was going hard, but then I... Could, you I forgot. Got, uh, kickers. I'm sitting here scrolling. I'm looking at NFL kickers. Mm-hmm. And I saw You Upremium's name come up. Yeah, gyro, Yeah, why don't you call them? Gyro Upremium's. Yeah. <laughs> There's a sale
0: on Cypriot kickers. <laughs> Speaking of kickers, is is Mike Hollis with us yet?
1: Not yet. Not yet. Not yet, okay. I will let you know. All right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
0: I mean, it's kind of funny when you sit there and we were going, and I just because I had so many kickers that I was going through and I was doing my research and stuff like that, I wanted to find out about Um, you know, the University of Idaho, and you know, because it really didn't have that flair that I really thought that a lot of football players, but there were so many ball players that came from the University of Idaho that played in the NFL, which is really an unbelievable thing. You think Idaho, you're thinking potatoes. The last thing you're thinking is someone who played in the NFL. And honestly, gosh, I mean, I was so surprised when I started doing the research on this. Um, I mean, we had everyone, and I was going through from Jan Stenerud to Ray Finkel. Um that
1: was <laughs> <laughs> Laces. Um,
0: Laces uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of a kicker, uh, Janice? You probably have. Uh his name is Ray Finkel. Have you ever heard of him? No. No oh. I didn't did did go to the go Hall of Fame of hall yet?
1: Did Ray Finkel? He's of 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 been no. on the ballot since, but um he spent time in he spent time in the mental institution for a little while. that's had yeah. some problems and stuff. Yeah. Um he had missed a kick one time. One, a big famous uh, quarterback yeah. didn't hold the laces the right direction. His name is Dan Marino. Yeah. He didn't right. hold the laces the, rec- the correct direction. Yeah, so I don't even know why
0: Dan Marino was, was doing the holding because it should have been the punter. The punter right. will usually hold for the place kicker, but Dan Marino that. did, didn't put the laces out. Ray Finkel, it he was just a, tra- a travesty to
1: <laughs> be and you know what? And I believe we have our guest in the building, and he could shine some light more on what we're talking about with a big grin on his face. I think. He
3: could hear what we were Finkle a bunch of props. What's going on, Mike? How's it going? Buddy? Not too bad, ladies and
0: gentlemen. Give this gentleman a wonderful, proper, uh, a, a, you know, bio. Let me read it. Former professional NFL All-Pro American football. you got to say American football because we're all over the world with this show. Because if they say football or footy in Australia, completely different thing. Just It's just like it's you know, football. No, no, not so much. It's, <laughs> he spent most of his nine-year professional career with the Jacksonville Jaguars, kicking for the team from 1995 to 2001 and setting several team records. Then he played for Buffalo Bills and the New York Giants for retiring after an injury in 2003. Born in Kellogg, Idaho, Kellogg, which is a huge metropolis from what I heard. I mean, uh, a lot. They have
2: cornflakes there, right?
3: They got potato. It's Idaho for God's sake. Uh, Often mistaken for the uh, actual cereal, yes. Uh, Kellogg, Kellogg, Idaho doesn't have cereal. Um, They have about 2,000 people. That's about it. (laughs) <laughs> wow,
0: and you made it out of there. Did you did you have plans of saying, you know, I got to get the hell out of this place because I don't want to be known as a serial capital of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs>
3: Well, uh, uh, fortunately, uh, my my mom and, and stepdad and moved away from Kellogg when I was only two years old, so oh, wow. uh, I didn't have any um, any much experience in Kellogg. But I do have family there still, and, and uh, you know I, I do love the area. If you've never been there, um, I highly recommend it. It's it's right in the panhandle of Idaho, and you'll if you drive uh, I ninety through from from Seattle all the way it goes all the way to from Seattle to Maine, I believe, somewhere on the east coast, but. I-90 is a major interstate and it goes right through the town of Kellogg.
0: Well, when I'm in the mood for potatoes, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go to Kellogg and <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead eat boil them, fry them, uh, bake them and I'm sure <laughs> Did they actually grow I just had a curiosity. Was there a big potato community growing, you know, community in in there?
3: Not in not in the panhandle because it's very mountainous. There's a lot of it reminds me a lot of of, of Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get into uh, the southern part of Idaho is when it gets a little bit more flat. However, there's a lot more mountains down there as well. Down by Boise and things like that. There's a ton of passes that you have to drive through and. And all that, but it's a uh, it's a it's a it's a very unique state. There's a lot of different areas around there that are just you know people never really realize. You know, Bruce Willis I think had a, had a place in Sun Valley there, and there's a little place called Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, that a lot of celebrities live at. Um, the nice, beautiful lake up there, and uh, the summers are amazing out there. Um, highly recommend.
0: Oh, dude, I, I you know on a serious note, I uh, I lived in Long Island. Of course, Long Island at one time was known for their potatoes as well and my father actually i think he sold me to mr danowski uh when i was 13 years old and i was picking up 50 pound bags of potatoes and lifting up and mr danowski said, oh you gotta switch arms and i'm gonna push it up this way and put, and my shoulders were like i, I look like the the retarded hulk is what i looked like you know by the time i was 13 years old you know it was like you know i knew everything about potatoes back then and then all these wineries bought all the property in long island and they had some of the best wines. that are just unbelievable but uh mike uh, on a serious note man thanks so much for coming on the show um you know i i I want to apologize to you because in the actual uh description of the show i said that you played for like 12 years and uh, I gave you 12 years. I gave you an extra three years uh, in the pros. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's more impressive that you hit, nine, you know, 949 points in nine years versus 12. You know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. giving you some little credit there uh, okay. on that. Um, you and I were talking. And you had such a great sense of humor when you know, we were going back and forth. And, you know, um, you, you, first of all, you went to the University of Idaho. Is Is this – Something that you really want to go because I know you probably said Ohio State, nah. Michigan, not so much, UCLA, pff, you know, I don't want to do it. Oh, I want to go, going. no,
1: no, I want to go to Idaho. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Nobody wakes up in the morning and say, I want to go. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I it's actually quite the opposite. Um, I struggled to find a college, and believe it or not, I went to a junior college for two years because I couldn't go. get of a, a, a university to give me a scholarship. Um, mm-hmm. if, if they if I had a chance to go there, it was like, hey, just walk. Maybe you'll get something, maybe not. And, you know, I just was not I, – I wasn't in the mood for that. I, I a scholarship, and so I went to junior college in Wenatchee, Washington, right in the central uh, central part of Washington State, mm-hmm. and uh, played there for two years. And I was a blue-chip All-American my freshman year and, and had a great year my, my uh, sophomore year. And even then, I still struggled. Idaho or any other school to give me a, a shot. The only the, the best thing that came from that experience at, at, at Wenatchee was the fact that I was able to get a an opportunity again another opportunity it wasn't like sign on the paper, on dry line here and and show up and you got a scholarship. I had to earn that at Idaho. But um, you know, as a kicker, here we go. Um, you you want to be in a warm climate, and, and Idaho has a dome. So, <laughs> 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 do they really? <laughs> the major That's on. awesome. You know, in college. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: Wow. Uh, uh, Which is, you know, actually, because when, you know, you and I were talking about what we used to do to our kickers, because you guys were so unique (laughs) and, you know, you guys hardly did anything on the field except you kicked the ball. I I brought this, you know, just to remember you by, I I brought that. (laughs) And I just, and you guys were always snapping at us, making fun of us. Here we are. Hitting the sled. We're running drills. Oh Two, I'll never forget. There was like 15 benches on the field in full gear, pushing up 250 pounds this way on the whistle Bam! And you guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick the ball. That's
3: what I feel like doing. I just want to kick the ball. But first, let me take a swig of Gatorade. <laughs> be. No. you be. You are not. <laughs>
0: I don't even want to hear Gatorade for a while. <laughs> so... Um, you wind up, okay, so you went the Juco route, which a lot of great players have done uh, for whatever reason. I mean, in, in height, you really weren't all that. I mean, you were like 5'7, five, 5'8, five, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of funny because you and I have a, a friend in common, Pete Stianovich. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we were talking, you were talking about, you know, you called him Stoyo, and I started laughing. I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> We're going back and forth. And nicest guy in the world. Thick, biggest, thickest legs I've seen for a guy his size. And um, he went a little different route. He was the only guy who Michigan really wanted, University of Michigan, U of M, wanted him. And what happened was he told Beckler no because he wanted to go ahead and play soccer. And Beckler said, no, you're not playing soccer you're going to kick, and that's all you're going to do. And he said, mm, not so much, and he went to IU. And I'm like, wow, what a set of balls to be able to do something like that. You know, um, and, you, you know, I, who was your coach when, when you were playing at Idaho? John L. Smith. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? What I didn't know about Idaho, I'm going to be real quite honest with you because I was talking to Jr. earlier. From what I gathered, you have, since 1936, roughly 77 players that went to the NFL.
3: Yeah. That's amazing. We have quite a Hall of Fame board uh, there in the uh, in the stadium, or the dome, the Kibbe Dome. Um, there's a, a large wall full of uh, Hall of Famers. I'm actually one of them, but there are a lot of guys. Jerry Kramer is a NFL Hall of Famer. Absolutely.
0: As a matter of fact, I was going to bring this up because... I actually, you were number 43 on the list. Okay. Number 43. Jerry Kramer was 45. That's an impressive thing. Jerry Kramer wow. was number 45. You're now Jerry Kramer, of course, not only a famous Green Bay Packer who played with uh, Fuzzy Thurston and played with Forrest Gregg, the great Green Bay Packers Greatest front line. Man, man, Pardon man. me?
1: sports. The greatest names in the history of sports were from the 60s, 70s oh, and, no, you know, two ways. and I mean come on. Yeah, come absolutely on,
0: and Janice knows so much about football she's taking us all this information I am
2: myself, absolutely <laughs> I know it all
0: <laughs> but my one of the first books I ever read was Meat on the Hoof that Jerry Kramer actually wrote and I started laughing I'm like okay, that's not bad but you had other people You when you have a ball player who is affectionately known as Stink, okay? Uh, You know, I don't know if Schlereth – I never knew that Schlereth actually played at Idaho. Um, Perhaps one of the best offensive linemen uh, ever to play the game. Oh, my gosh, he was nasty. uh, It's unbelievable. And then Jake Scott. Okay, you had Jake Scott who played at, I think, Tennessee, right? Was he at Tennessee? Okay. But the number one person, famous, out of Idaho – Sarah Palin, beautiful. That was lovely.
3: Yeah.
0: Did you know, sir? Did you, you know, go to parties and I, see her? I heard or that a while
3: ago, but yeah, you know, she doesn't play football,
1: so
0: I. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, she's pretty good looking for a chick her age. I mean, listen, I'm just telling you. I, I just think you know she must have been a hottie Patati, you know, back in the day when she was yeah. there. So yeah, Probably, yeah, she's beautiful. yeah. I'm, not, I'm just thinking, but I was laughing when I saw all these names. And I was trying to go through, and I just didn't have the time because I was going through all these things back and forth. All right, so here is my question to you. When you started playing, I saw San Diego in the beginning. Were you drafted by San Diego? Did you go in as a walk-on at San Diego? What happened?
3: Well, I'll stop you at walk-on because there's no such thing as a walk-on in the NFL. Um I, I was I was recruited to to the Chargers and they signed me for a, you know one year minimum deal um, as a camp leg. I mm-hmm. came in there to beat against John Carney. John Carney was uh, four maybe five years in the league at that point. He was already kind of a legend in my mind because I'd watched him for you know a few years prior to that. But um, I, I knew going in there it was just going to be a camp experience, and and actually I think that was a good thing for me because it made me relax a little bit and 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 and, and soak up everything. You know, it was my first experience in the NFL and. You know, I only got in the games uh, out of the four, three. I was with the uh, four. hours with the team. Um, I got in the game maybe three times, um, but so I was able to watch John Carney and practice, practice watch him in the game, and just kind of learn a lot from him, and, and just kind of uh, you know, you know, Junior Seau and Stan Humphreys and those kind of guys. Just, it was just wow. kind of, it real because I grew up obviously in Washington and I watched a lot of the Chargers. So That's I was awesome. just there for, for training camp and uh, to to take a little bit of. Uh, uh, pressure off of John with with the uh, the kicking. Um, how was
0: Junior? I was uh, sorry for interrupting How was Junior Seau? Because I always thought he was just a phenomenal ball player.
3: Class class that guy. Um, one of the one of the greatest guys that I've ever um, been around. Great leader. Uh, they called him Junebug. That was kind of his nickname. But he uh, very very nice guy. As a matter of fact, um, uh, I spent some time in his restaurant. He had a restaurant there in San Diego, and we were up in his office, like this big office in his restaurant, playing. Cards, you know, just with John and his wife, and mm-hmm. Junior and his wife, and just some other people, and uh, Darren Bennett of all people, oh, you know, Australian punter. Yep, Darren. Darren's a great guy too. Just another class act. Um, and and David Ben, he was one of the first original snappers that the NFL ever had, and, and he played, gosh, twenty one years, something like that, in the NFL. Stud. He David Pam Anderson. I mean, you know. What,
0: yeah. What else do you want? Just leave it there. You know, um, yeah, that's what can I tell you? <laughs> and the funny thing is, you know, the Spanis family owned the Chargers at that time. Yeah. Uh, Alex Spanis, that was his first uh, club and only club. He had a chance, I guess, buying the uh, Niners and then but wound up buying San Diego. And I'm friends with Dean Spanis. Mm-hmm. So, Dean, you know, uh, we try to do a couple things with the NFL Network. And Dean was trying to help me along with it, uh, to get with Roger Goodell to to go ahead and do something. And Dean are very well, because I'm Greek and I do stuff for the Greek community. I do my stand-up in Greek. So mm-hmm. Dean was always very, very, very cool to me and stuff like that, where he didn't have to be. But there's some other kickers, and I'm kind of kind of curious as to who you kind of try to emulate. Who was the guy that you saw growing up as a kid? Um I mean, uh, of course, uh, I, I would have to say, besides Ray Finkel, who we all know was a phenomenal I mean He's the
1: greatest of all time. <laughs> Laces out. <laughs> Laces out. <laughs>
0: so, all right. And then it was the Miami Dolphin kicker. I'm going to let JR tell me his name. What what was his name?
1: His name was Garo. Garo. <laughs> uh, yep. You know, premium. your premium. Garo. No your
0: premium. Yes. Garrow was Cypriot, Greek Cypriot. And it was it. Phenoc- And I got a chance to have him at my general audience show that I was doing. I was in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And all of a sudden a friend of mine who owned the club he goes, Oh my God, I can't believe Garrow, your premium, is here. I said, Really? Where? He showed him. I walked up to him and I bought him a couple of drinks with he and his wife. And I put him down. I said, and I talked started talking to him in Greek. He goes, You're Greek? I said, No, I no. I'm Chinese. Of course I'm Greek. I'm speaking to you in Greek. What the hell? But, of course, he was always famous for the ball that he couldn't throw when the thing was full up. Who did you try to emulate, and who was, like, your your hero? Because evidently, did you play soccer? I I did.
3: I did. And, you know, to be honest with you, I wasn't – I didn't really pay a lot. I mean, I did watch, you know, kickers growing up a little bit here and there. But, you know, I was just – my thing was was different than a lot of guys. I just did the best I could each and every day and, and had fun doing it. And however, whatever level I got to of you know success was, was I was fine with as long as I did good and and, and I was honest with myself and did my best you know. Um, so with regards to you know guys, I remember watching uh, uh, Morton Anderson for many years. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated one time when I went to the mailbox and grabbed the, 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 the mail and and, uh, and then I I played against him one time and it was just like I'm expecting this you know this amazing guy, you know, and what this 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 unbelievable you know, piece of advice. And he says, he says, Mike, you know, you see the goalpost right there. It's eight, 18 feet, six inches wide. He looks at me and goes, you use every inch of that. That was his advice. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, he's, you know, he's a smart ass. He's a fun guy. You know, he's, he's just kind of a. Uh, you know I enjoy his company we, we did a scrimmage against uh, the the uh, Falcons one year and that's when he was playing with the Falcons but and of course I played against him a few years and and uh, just a class another class that guy um, really really nice guy um, I, I watched John Casey he was the Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. kicker for a while and ironically mm-hmm. both of those guys I mentioned are left-footed but John Casey had a, a, a unique style of, of his approach when he when he started his approach but when he kicked the ball he was upright and he used a lot of his you know his body into the into the kick, and he had massive legs. You want to look at a guy that had legs? Look up John Trunks. Trump. Trunks. Oh yeah. massive,
1: Trump. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 No, it's I like really amazing.
3: Style. I like the way he kicked. You know, not necessarily how he started, but how he finished. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, just guys like that, and and, and they and, and every kicker I've met uh, throughout my journey is uh, have all been really good good dudes. Some some a little quiet. Um, Jason Hansen is from Spokane, Washington, as well. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, the year that I went to the Pro Bowl, represented the AFC. Jason Hansen represented the NFC. So two, wow. two Spokane boys playing at the highest level of ball in the world against each other. And you know, Jason was um, a little on the quiet side. Very focused. Very, very, very focused. I don't think I've ever met a, a more focused guy. As a matter of fact, after the Pro Bowl, the season's over, man. I, you know, of course, AFC won. Um, you know, and, and of course, feel like they were upset that they lost. No big deal. You, you got paid hey, good money. Win earlier, um, but. I went over to the locker to exchange my helmet because that's what you do, and, the, and you know you, you go to the other locker room or whatever and exchange your helmet with somebody on the other team that you'd like to, you know, have. Clearly, I'm going to get Jason Hanson's helmet. And he goes, "Hey, man, I'm sorry, you know, the the, the Lions, uh, mm-hmm. they might have been too cheap at the time. I don't know. They they didn't send me another helmet to give because I, I have my special helmet that I've had for years and I just want to keep it. And I, he says, I hope you're not disappointed. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I was really hoping to, but I get it. I understand. So." um but after that after a brief conversation he says hey you know where's your balance when you're when you're waiting for the snap how where where getting kind of distribution between your your front foot and your back foot where is the weight at and i'm just like wow this guy the season just ended essentially and he's still talking shop unbelievable
0: yeah yeah you know and and, and the funny thing is because believe it or not by the time as, as i was growing up um american field goal kickers were basically doing the square toe. Um, and I went to this uh, camp called offense defense and I got a chance to meet Ray guy. And then I also got a chance to meet a guy named Roger Leclaire, who was a a great Chicago bear kicker, uh, square toe. And he kept telling me, he says, you, if you can really kick. And I, and he says, try this with a shoe. And I, I started kicking and I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to do this. I want to hit people. You know, there's no fun in this. You know? And he goes, you know, you can still hit people. He's always a defensive tackle, too. And um, and we had Lou Groza, of course, who was a huge name, you know, for the Cleveland Browns back in the day. And he still is a big name. You say Lou Groza in Cleveland, everyone goes, oh, my God. You know, it's a, it's a god. But, you know, uh, when you played in all these cities, and you did play in Buffalo, you did play in New York City, you did play in Jacksonville. And I'm assuming you're going to say Jacksonville, but what was the most fun city that you played in um, that you really dug it, that you dug the nightlife, you dug where you lived, the traffic wasn't really all that bad. Uh, there was a lot of give. Where where was that?
3: Well, you're right, Jacksonville. I spent seven years here, and I say here because I'm still here. You know, going yeah. to Washington State, I, I decided to, you know, retire here and, and – and, you know uh, i live you know very close to the ocean matter of fact right now i'm, I'm one one house away from the beach and uh Beautiful. you know it, it you know i i think i i want to stay as young as i possibly can and i think the the beach atmosphere and just the, the mentality of the people around here um definitely help that out and uh, you know jacksonville is a very very nice place to live um it's kind of a hidden secret so don't share this with too many people but now there's a lot of there's a lot of former you know players um, that have either you know spent some time here as a Jaguar or guys who have, have you know <laughs> played other 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 teams other cities um, who have chosen Jacksonville to retire in and um, it, it's just that it's a it's 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 grown quite a bit since the Jaguars uh, came around and um, you know I'm still part of the Jaguar you know ambassadors uh, program so I'm still doing some stuff with the team and. You know, enjoying that, and uh, it's just a great community to be in. Um, You know, we haven't had that much uh, success lately, but hopefully this year it'll be a little bit different. But um, I I, I do love it. Um, You know, not to say I didn't have good times in Buffalo or in uh, in New York with the the Giants. They're both great, great other you know great organizations, great teams, great cities, and a lot of history. That's the biggest thing that. You know, I came into Jacksonville, and other reporters like, "Ah, oh, so how do you think about Jacksonville?" And I, my only experience in any other NFL city was the Chargers, and mm-hmm. you know, Chargers have been around a long time, and it was a you know great organization. I come to Jacksonville, and there's a lot. The uh, coaches, you know, meetings rooms are, are in the parking lot and trailers, and the, you know, the parking lot's still you know dirt, you know, and it just is like, well, I didn't know at the time. I'm like, ah, I'm not sure about this Jacksonville place, but you know, I, I clearly ate my words. I'm like, yeah, I love this place now, but and I did back then. It was just a little different, but. Um, you know, you learn to love the city, and, and, and the fans are amazing here. They always have been amazing, and, and I just uh, I really uh, really enjoy the city. It's a it's a central area, and we go to Orlando pretty close to Orlando, just a couple hours south of me, and you know, Atlanta's a few you know four hours north. You know, a lot of a lot of cool places. Around it's a here. great
0: place. I live in Wilmington, North Carolina, so we're right on the beach as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you ever want to come up here play some golf? And because um, I suck at it. Um, but, but yeah
1: block but well, the drinking crush.
0: is great <laughs> like, okay, good. <laughs> um, okay the biggest pressure kick that you ever had to uh, that you ever had to make where you're like and you know that they iced you know they called the timeout before you kicked and they're really pissing you off and making you nervous and everything. what was the biggest pressure kick you ever made? That you still remember, you got to, because I remember the stuff that I went
3: through. You know, the the one that, that comes out to my mind is is the one in Buffalo where I was with the Jaguars, of course, and uh, it was our second year in existence. It was 1996, and it was our first playoff game as a franchise. And that first, the first field goal that I had in that game, I was there's only been a couple times. My very first kick in the NFL with the Chargers, and then this specific kick, it was the very first kick in the game. For whatever reason, I was so nervous, I was shaking. I never really got that nervous where I literally was shaking. But those two kicks I remember shaking really bad. Um, but that wasn't the kick I'm referring to. It was actually kind of considered a game winner. It was like a minute and 30-something left in the game. But that was the one that the, the, the hit the upright and bounced in. Um, oh, not a lot of people realize this, but I hit that like as clean as I've ever hit a ball. It hit the top of the upright from 45. So that's you know, I impressed myself from the 45, from 45 yards with the top of the you know those uprights are pretty tall. Now these yeah. guys nowadays that's that's twenty more yards to go. Man, I was impressed, you know. <laughs> but but uh, you know, I, I, I hit that ball really well. I'm looking at the ball, I'm like oh yeah, I hit it really well. And all of a sudden, bam! I get knocked down, i'm looking at the sky. And Brian Barker, who was my holder, who's also the punter, as you mentioned right. earlier, um, he reached down and was helping me up. He goes, "Dude, it went through!" Like he had this surprised look on his face. I'm like, "What do you mean? It was going right down the middle?" He goes, "Watch the watch the replay." And I looked up the jumbotron, and sure enough, that wind just totally just destroyed wow. that ball. And luckily, it hit the inside of the upright and bounced in. But that was that was an amazing uh, game for us as Jaguars because we weren't expected to win that one, nor you know the next week we played the. Uh, the Broncos, we we're supposed to get right. killed by them. We beat them by the same score we beat Buffalo. Um, wow.
0: So, yeah. So let, let me ask you a, another question. JR, you can cut in any bro, because you're an ex-ball player too. Anytime that you see someone with promise, you have this camp. And as a matter of fact, we're going to put this up because uh, I, I love people like you who have the experience and you want to share the experience Proform kicking. Um, and, you know, it's proformkicking.com. And what you people need to do if you have a child, a son, even a daughter, and it has the talent to oh, use even that. Even a leg. daughter.
2: Even a daughter. It's okay. That's
0: the first thing you're going to say. about me? Really? That's the first thing
3: you're going
2: to say. Hey, guys, <laughs> even guys a check, daughter. Hey, check
3: out Check out a website called Laces Out foundation laces, no seriously laces, out foundation. I'm right I'm laces okay. out foundation I'm a part of it and it's all about women and, and and we do a camp to raise money for the dem project which happens to to deal with um sex trafficking and trying to end that Good so movie. you know I'm, I'm telling you but, but there are, I work with I've worked with a bunch of girls yeah I probably have three girls a right bunch now. of
2: girls mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. yeah you know
0: Janice what would you like us to call them the its <laughs> What what do you want? Oh, that, no, no, those no, those no, no. over there.
2: What would you <laughs> I God. think? Anytime it's you awesome, want someone to entertain
0: and... for that group, you give me a call. Okay? I'll do some stand-up and we'll have some fun. And uh, because if people need to, and I used to go to this camp and it was called offense defense. It made me a better ball player. Uh, you learn from coaches from all over the country. And um, and from pros and having a pro like you telling a kid whomever they may be, whatever of the three <laughs> sexes that are out there, how's that Janice is that better? are you happy uh, Whatever
2: that? you know <laughs> No, but I like the website because we're not in Florida, so my grandkids can't take advantage of it, but they can look at the instructional videos that are there and such correct? I'm not
3: sure as far as instructional videos but we do a camp we've done one so far we'll, we'll try to make it annual but um but yeah that's for the for the girls as, as far as what uh, what we're teaching the girls and, and uh, what we're doing with the laces out foundation but the camps that i've run and I, I don't do a lot of camps anymore we do more just private training and things like mm-hmm. that but um you know the thing that that, that really i like to you know share is, as far as my knowledge of, of kicking is the fact that i'm like guys said five foot seven, five foot eight on a really good day if I, you know, do an inversion table, and stretch out really um, you know, and I'm, I was 180 pounds. So clearly I'm not a big guy, but I was able to do things that were as good and better than a lot of guys I was playing against that were twice my size, you know? So my point in saying that is it wasn't my athletic ability. And I'll add that one in there. I was a very average athlete. I wasn't this enormously uh, athlete guy, and I wasn't real strong in the weight room. I wasn't real fast. I was, I was very slow for a soccer player, honestly, 4'7", you know, 40, that's slow. Mm-hmm. Um, so my form and my technique that I was taught uh, was really the reason why I was able to play. And, and part of it is mental, you know. You think about the mental side of kicking, and it's it's trusting the form and, and the process that kicks the ball, not necessarily visualizing the ball goes through the uprights and you know, I never had a sports psychologist. Never had to You know, keep somebody from jump. For me, from jumping off a bridge or anything like that. I, I wasn't that bad. I was just, you know, I was focused on my technique and trusting it, and, and that was really where my success came from. And people said, "Well, how do you deal with all the pressure?" And I, you know, I, I, my answer is, I didn't care where the ball went. You know, like, well, wait, you're playing the NFL and you don't care where the ball goes. I'm like, yeah, no, not really. I, I know that if I line up and I do the right things, the ball will go where it's supposed to go. Most kids have the the reverse, you know, sort of mentality about that, where they think the priorities all go a certain direction, height and distance, mm-hmm. and then they don't focus on what really makes that happen. So mm-hmm. they just revert to to an athletic sort of kick, and athletic ability is only going to take you so far. And with me, I couldn't play in the NFL with just athletically trying to steer a ball. I needed more, and that's where I was trying to, you know, portray these guys and let them know that, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. So right. like. You know, with regards to you look for your know, talent, you see talent, you want to coach them. I don't care what kind of talent the kid has. I'm still going to coach him because I know that everybody has potential. If they can do the stuff that I'm teaching, get it down. You, you know what we try to do is get kids to to get to their specific abilities. That whatever level of success that they specifically physically can do, that's as good as it's going to get for each person in their own general sense. So um, you know if it happens to get them to the NFL, great still did the best they could so when that ultimately we're, we're teaching the best way of kicking a football regardless of your athletic ability and most guys don't think that way and it's, it's unfortunate there's a lot of coaches out there that are teaching things that kids are going to do anyways you know they're going to they're going to teach things that oh let's just do this and let's do that I did this when I was that young and I, you know, I, when I kicked I did this and you know I, I do teach things that I did but again I'm not those freakishly athletic kind of guys you know
0: Um, yeah, and I'm sure when you kicked off there's been a couple of you know, runbacks that went for touchdowns uh, in, in your career. You ever tried making that tackle, and did you get stepped on?
1: It was the, I worst, have, the worst, one, was worst one.
3: one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surprise you guys because I've got credit for 11 tackles in my career. And no. I've a lot more than that, too. promise you that. Um, and I can think of guys like Herschel Walker that I drug down. Um, oh, yeah, I got a scar on my arm. We probably won't be able to see it, but so I'm there somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, from when he drugged me five yards, but he eventually got down. Um, <laughs> it was like, it was hey, like a he hey, slide. Got him down.
1: That's all that fly. mattered.
3: <laughs> um, Desmond Howard, he tried to, you know, literally jump over me, and I kind of flipped him. I raised my hand up, and as he, I uh, caught his foot. And it's funny because growing up as a kid, you know, we're all ball in the front yard, and we're just we have no care in the world. We're just tackling without abs. You know, we didn't and some of the tackling that I did back in the day when they tried to you know, jump over me, I grabbed their foot as they're jumping. I, I, it's really funny because in the middle of a game, in the middle of a tackle, when I do that, van uh, Vanover, if you remember that name, he was a big dude. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah. I tackled him too like that. I grabbed his foot wow. as he tried to jump over me, and I, and I cupped it. Just It was like a, a perfect time tackle. And, again, I, I, I got credit for 11 tackles um, as a 5'8", 180, 10 pounds kicker.
1: <laughs> okay, so let's go on the other side of it. So what's the time where maybe you were cutting back across the field to make a tackle somebody just came? And just
3: you know, I, 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 my neck is very flexible. Um <laughs> you had head on a I swivel. Was on. A, I was a bobblehead on that field. I, on okay. I did not want to get killed. So, I, I, you know, the worst injury I had actually on a kickoff was getting meat in my thigh by my own yeah. teammate. I got a nice, deep contusion in my thigh, and it, it, it hurt me for That's two nice. weeks. But that was imagine. the
0: worst, you know. The um, you, you got injured in 2003, or did you get injured in 2002? Uh, I had my first back
3: surgery, back surgery in '99, I believe. '99, yeah, '98 or '99.
0: Was it uh, from kicking? Is, is it you know like a lot of golfers will have you know that through their golf swing they have contorted their spine in such a way that they have to go for. Some type of surgery or whatever. What was the it, it, order?
3: it was it was accumulation of a lot of things. Um, I, I was like I said, playing football in the front yard as a kid, not caring, um, jumping off you know houses. I you know jumped off a a, cliff, a hundred foot tall cliff into water. You know, man, I didn't have a brain back in the day. Um, and, <laughs> at least you admit it. No, least, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, just a lot of kicking and a lot of, you know, repetition. You're, you're planting on one leg and you're swinging the other leg. So there's going to be some rotation there. Um, you know, doing stupid stuff in the weight room, lifting improperly maybe, or doing some heavy squats where I probably shouldn't have, you know, power cleans, things like that. I throw my, my back out in the weight room quite a bit. But, I, again, it's, there's no one thing that really started my back issues. You know, I've had two levels of, of disc rupture um, no, no fusions or anything like that, but, um, you know, just disectomy, laminectomy, me, um, four, four different occasions. So I had four, four surgeries in my career and, uh, that's mm-hmm. part of the reason why I retired.
0: Yeah. And I, I can't quite blame you. Uh, as far as, um, you're, I'm sure you're great friends with a lot of different kickers out there. Anyone who's a special good friend that you guys always kind of goof off with. I know, uh, like I said, um, it Stoyo, you know, we're, back and forth giving each other hell and his brother Billy uh played at Michigan State, you know, so I talked to Billy about it every so often. And I'm gonna have Pete on the show one day. He promised me he was going to be the show. I said, listen, man, we're both Greek Orthodox. You better get your ass over here and be on my show. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was kind of curious as to uh who, you know, who are you really close with? And it doesn't have to be another kicker. It could be a teammate that you are very, very close with.
3: Oh, You know, Brian Barker, um, I, I, I always quote him, you know, my part of my mental ways of thinking and what really got me, you know, to, to be as good as I, I was and, and the, get me through basically the, the pressure of being a kicker. Brian really took me under his wing. He was he was that guy. It was, a, it was a, the classic example of, hey, groom this guy, you know, show him the ropes uh, sort of thing, and, and Brian did exactly that, and, and I tell you, I, I'm still friends with him to this day. We we, uh, we, we see each other mostly during the season uh, as Jaguar ambassadors. Um, he's kind of the guy that organizes our Jaguar ambassador group, so I get to see him quite often during the season, but um, we don't live too far apart from each other. He still lives here in uh, Atlantic Beach, actually, just right down the road, um, mm-hmm. but a uh, great guy. gave me a lot of advice. Um, You know, he was, he was always one to kind of, you know, teach me how to think about things, you know? And he was almost like, you know, the coach is going to yell at you regardless, even if you didn't think it was your fault, but you know what, take the blame because that's the right thing to do. And then your mind just know that, you know, you, you know what happened. You don't have to convince anybody, you you know what happened and just kind of, you know, learn from it and and get better next time, you know? So it was, it was things like that that really, you know, caught my attention and, and, and taught me a lot. So, um, you know, guys like Brian and, you know, other, other guys I've played against, um, you know, there's a few guys out there I've played against, but, um, I you know, Brian Barker, I'd say, is, is the best, uh, best buddy that I've had, you know, as a, as a former player. Favorite coach? You know, I, respectfully, Tom Coughlin. Um, you would think, man, he was crazy. He was nuts. He was, you know, really mean. You know what? He was. And, and I was young. <laughs> you know, and I was like, man, why are you yelling at me? You should be yelling at me. Why are you fighting guys like that stupid? But, you look back and you're like, man, that guy knew what he was doing. Um, an extremely intelligent man, um, and he does have a heart. You see him off the field; he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he just, he, I think, his passion for football was just so extreme that it, it, he just didn't, he just did not accept anything but perfection. And at that level in the NFL, you know, that's that, that's hard to deal, you know, deal with, but. Um, you just you just do it. You you do the best you can. And he, he pushed us. He really did. He pushed us, and he loved us. I, I think he was, you know, it was tough love. I can promise you that. Um, discipline, I can promise you that. I don't think I've been late to many things, After even after I retired. I've been five <laughs> minutes early.
1: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and if you're four
3: minutes early, you're late. Four minutes early, minutes early, you're late. Okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, he, he taught me a lot of life lessons as well, you know. And I'd say John L. Smith. He's John L. Smith was a character. He was he was a funny man, and uh, still love that guy. And uh, I I haven't seen him in a while, but um, he, he's a good dude as well. So
1: yeah, so the mentality. My bad. It's my bad. So it's basically you know the mentality of the team back then in the locker room. You know you had some legends: Brunell, Baselli, Fred Taylor, mm-hmm. Jimmy Smith. What was the mentality of it of the guys in the locker room back then?
3: Uh, we were, we were team players. You know, I mentioned Tom Coughlin and, and part of the, you know, Jeff Logman was another guy that was kind of a team leader that, that kind of took over a lot of, uh, of of things as a, as a, as a team leader, of course, but we would have, you know, player only meetings occasionally here and there when we, you know, we, we were accountable to each other. You know, we had these meetings where, you know, as soon as Tom and, and the rest of the coaching staff would leave the meeting, you know, we'd have this you know, players only meeting and we would talk about you know, how are we going to get through this year? How are we going to, what are we going to change? How are we going to get, you know, get better? And, you know, the the, the kind of, the common denominator was, was everyone was not happy with Tom, you know, because even if we won, he would still be upset. Like the next week, Mm -hmm. he'd be upset about something, like some play or something or some, you know, we had too many penalties and he'd just be really upset about, but that's what I'm saying. His passion was just off the charts. Um, So we would have our own little player meetings and, and talk about how we're going to deal with this and, we kind of came to the conclusion that, you know, we, we, are the, we are the team. Yeah, he's the boss. He's calling the plays. We do what, what he says, you know, deal with them the best we can. But it's, it's, it's on us. We, we are the team. We're going to win for the fans. We're going to win for the city. We're going to win for our coaches and our, our team. We're going to be accountable to each other. And, you know, one thing that – one of many great things that, that Tom was super good at was, was finding very humble team players, guys who may not have been the best athlete out there but they, you knew that he, that they were going to play on game day. You know, there's a lot of athletes out there even today that in the NFL now, especially with the money they're paying these guys these days, but you know, they, they may not play real well one day because they just don't feel like it, you know, but we didn't have that mentality. We had those guys like you mentioned, you know, James Smith and Keenan McCarls and Fred Taylors and Tony Vesely's and Mark Brunells, those kind of guys that, that kept everybody accountable. Um, you know, we had a, uh, a, uh, Frank Gans as a special teams coach my last year in Jacksonville. And, and it was always, he he'd always talked about never letting the other guys down. You know, um, you you always bring in the whole military talk with this. And it was, it was you know, these guys are on the front line, you know, lives are in you know danger. And, and here we are playing football and, you know, yeah. you can't let those guys down. You know, you'll get shot and killed if you did. And, and, um, you know, with the football, it was kind of, you know, it was, it was not that bad clearly, but it was, it was accountability that, that we all kind of, you know, um, Really, really shared in, and I, I don't think that's very strong in, in some some teams. Uh, I think that could be de- very detrimental to a lot of teams if they don't have that accountability for, you know, towards each other.
0: Mike, I, I got to tell you, uh, an unbelievable time with you. Uh, well, you. I knew I was going to hit it off with you as soon as we, you and I were texting back and forth. I was making you laugh; you were making me laugh. I'm like, <laughs> this guy's a cool guy. We're going to have fun with him. Uh, thanks to Nick Furis for introducing us yeah. together. Um, and I'd love to have you back on the show. Maybe as we get closer to Super Bowl, um, and Absolutely. have you on, I uh, would love to. And anytime you want someone to go ahead and do uh, some entertainment at your camps, I'd be more than happy to do that. Help raise some much needed money for your organization that uh, you do. Proformkicking.com, ladies and gentlemen, I, I again, you know, a big hand for you, you've been great. Thank you, Mr. Mike Hollis, you've been wonderful. And uh, look forward to having you back. Uh, Janice, of course, with all the questions.
2: I just had all the questions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I gave them all Uh, to Basil. (laughs) 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 He's just not gonna tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: right. was the case. Uh, Jared uh, and I, you know, we just really enjoyed having you and as, as Janice as well.
2: I did enjoy that. I did. did. It was a
0: fun show. (laughs) And for all of you watching, thank you all so much. Again, Mike Hollis, thank you so much for being part of the Pinch of Basil show. And for all of you, we'll see you next Wednesday at eight o'clock. Stick around. Thanks, Mike. Thank you
3: guys. (laughs) Jess.
0: Bye.
1: All right, Mike's gone. We're still live for a second. Let's talk with the let's talk with everybody for a little bit about how they felt about the interview. That's in the chat still with us.
0: You know what? Uh I think that was a lot of fun and it really gave some insightful information about what goes on in the locker room, you know, with the high pressure kit, you know, kicks that he had to deal with uh, when yeah. someone was trying to ice him, uh if tackles that he's made. I can't believe he made 8 tackles to bring down that's some for guys. Like Her-
1: yeah, that's 11 that's you impressive know. i mean you know a lot of. and he's energy. only
0: five seven five eight he went you in know. there to get it done you know he wasn't yeah. scared absolutely and uh it was really really cool and uh, do we have anybody who wanted to talk to us or have any questions janice Let's see here.
2: i have not I have. seen anything at this point how about you
0: uh, i,
1: I want to I I show <laughs> this comment from angela Kef- kefalis well, yes. you
0: can say Angela kafalis but you yes. can't say Garrow. You premium.
1: Okay, no, the <laughs> premium is a hard word, but yes, rick Flair, the greatest wrestler of all time, baby. Woo! <laughs> <Woo-hoo>.
2: <laughs> Woo! Woo!
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that was a-, from, from he's last a great
0: week dude. When we had um, Ken Shamrock, too, that was just a great right. show as this is and folks you guys can go ahead Avram
2: oh, uh, I- said great by the way oh. i just saw that great show
0: yep. <laughs> thank you man thank you thanks so much thanks Ram. Ram.
2: <laughs> and nice uh, janice will be
0: getting with you don't worry and uh <laughs> i'm really excited about this this has been a fun show and for all of you listening and watching the show i want to thank you all so much again you can go to anchor find all the various outlets you can catch us on twitch at a pinch of basil you can go to Facebook at Basil Fans and, of course, on YouTube at Basil the Comedian. You'll see our little wonderful little logo where it says a pinch of basil. Go check that out. And <laughs> everything them, will bro. be on there. But uh, I want to thank you all for listening and being part of this great show. It was a lot of fun. It always is with Janice and Um One of the greatest ideas I ever had, getting Jr.
1: Whitman. Uh, To be part of this show. So much, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it so
0: much. Fun. Not a problem. We'll see you next week, Wednesday, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Daylight Time, and uh, we'll see you all then. Thank
1: you,
2: everybody. Take care, everybody.